Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a really rough week here. Uh, the entire house got COVID, and uh, I've definitely been struggling to get an episode out. I wanted to at least do a, a recording this week. Uh, there's a lot of news I wanted to discuss, and I wanted to kind of get into some things before next week's big BlizzCon prediction episode, so uh, stay tuned for that. Anyway, uh, we've got a great show planned for you today. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, or if you have a particular topic you'd like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash azerothunited. Also, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps out our distribution tremendously, so if you are inclined to do so, we'd be very grateful. Yeah, it's been quite the week in Warcraft. We've got Ice Crown Citadel that dropped. We've got a 10.2 release date. We've got tons of news. We've got so much stuff. So let's get talking about it. It's time for the news. In the big news of the week, on Friday, October 13th, Microsoft's Xbox division completed its year-and-a-half-long journey to purchase Activision Blizzard. I almost said Azeroth Blizzard, if only. Uh, to purchase Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. Uh, some chump change for Microsoft there. Uh, so this will add some iconic games to Microsoft's roster. Uh, we've got Diablo 4, Overwatch, StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, Guitar Hero, which they're trying to bring back somehow, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and of course the behemoth Call of Duty. So there's not a public transition plan, at least uh, not one that's been announced yet. Um, but it has been reported that current Activision CEO Bobby Kotick will be leaving the company after January 1st, 2024, following the initial transition period. So he's going to stay along to make sure that the transition is nice and smooth. And as much as players don't like Bobby Kotick, he's really good at what he does, which is managing a company. <laughs> So, you know, say what you will about the guy. Um, he managed to turn Activision into a $69 billion uh, cash cow for, for his, uh, himself and his investor buddies. So, you know what? Congratulations to him on getting even more money. Uh, maybe he can buy a new yacht. And uh, congratulations to gamers because hopefully this will be a new era for Blizzard. Um, I'm really hoping that this means that Blizzard is going to get kind of not spun off but separated into here you're your own thing run yourself manage yourself we're only going to step in if we need to do anything finance wise but for the most part I'm I'm expecting Blizzard to kind of be their own destiny uh, as it were going forward and not have to answer to arbitrary sales numbers and things like that um really hoping that it's a return to the Blizzard of old the kind of it'll be it'll be out soon um it's ready when it's ready that that mentality but but we'll see um you know it's 2023 it's it's not 2003 anymore where 
companies can do that. So will Microsoft leave Blizzard to their devices? Eh, maybe. I mean, we got Starfield and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's a pretty, uh, that's a, it's a pretty big uh, endeavor that, that, that Bethesda went uh, went out for there. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, time will tell. But I'm definitely very hopeful that this is a positive sign for uh, not just for Activision games, but for Blizzard in particular and for um, gamers in general. And uh, in terms of the Game Pass, I've seen it mentioned a lot that people were kind of confused as to how come World of Warcraft isn't on the Game Pass don't expect World of Warcraft on the Game Pass anytime soon. Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. First of all, WoW isn't a really difficult-to-run game, so you don't have to worry about the cloud gaming there. And uh, you have a subscription fee. So that subscription fee is not going away. They're able to make $15 a month from you. What will happen is you'll likely get a discount on the rest of the Game Pass with your WoW subscription down the road. But... I don't think that they're going to put WoW on the Game Pass as a, you know, Game Pass type subscription. That's that's not going to happen. So don't expect that. Um, as far as Blizzard games going on to Game Pass, uh, Diablo 4 looks like it's going to be the first one. So we will see. Um, that's supposed to happen sometime next year. And uh, I guess what uh, Phil Spencer said is that uh, because of all the regulatory hurdles that they had to climb over, especially what they had to do in the UK uh, with spinning off the gaming rights to Ubisoft, um, it really complicated their release schedule for some of these games going on to Game Pass. So they couldn't prep them for cloud. Uh, they couldn't cr prep them for um, cloud streaming and, and that uh, type of uh, service. So... Um, yeah, just, uh, be patient. It'll happen sometime next year. No doubt we'll see some announcements, uh, coming up and we may even see some announcements at BlizzCon. We'll see. Um, in other news, uh, so we do, we did get, uh, this is interesting, uh, timing on the announcement of this one. This is last week. Uh, Blizzard did mention that World of Warcraft players had raised 1.5 million US dollars by purchasing Sunny and Flurky in-game pets in support of Blue Check for Ukraine relief. So um, that's it's great. I'm, I'm glad. And th there was no sign of Mila Kunis anywhere on the um, on the uh, announcement there. I think that they've decided that uh, she's better off in the shadows uh, after all of the uh, Danny Masterson nonsense. So, uh, yeah. It, 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 you know, congratulations to uh, Blizzard for raising the money uh, for the Ukraine relief. I'm, I'm really glad that they did that. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if they even step a toe in the uh, current uh, Middle East conflict or if they're wise enough to uh, stay out of that one. Uh, time will tell. But um, yeah, as, as far as uh, that's it for the big news, the, the other thing was that... Um, they did announce what the third event for the BlizzCon Guild Clash was going to be, and it's going to be uh, fighting against, against the uh, four of the bosses in Amir Drusil. So uh, it's kind of like uh, the Wizard, uh, where they they had the, the Nintendo competition, and then the, the last round was a game that no one had ever played before, which of course turned out to be Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, so this will be, obviously, people have fought these bosses before on the PTR, um, but uh, this will be the first time that we will see these guilds doing this. And then, of course, we will get the release, um, which we're going to talk about here in just a little bit, of 10.2 uh, shortly after BlizzCon. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, again, those guilds were uh, Echo, 
limit method and golden guardians so if you're interested in that sort of thing the other two events were 3v3 arena and 5v5 um, mythic plus racing so if you're interested in that uh, definitely check that out during blizzcon uh, if you're not interested in that, uh, I don't blame you, but because uh, that's not my thing either. But, um, you know, a lot of people do like to watch that, and uh, that's cool. So with that, we're moving on to the World of Warcraft news. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. This week in Dragonflight... So for Mythic Plus, the affixes are Fortified, Afflicted, and Raging. Uh, fortified, of course, uh, we know what that does, but the Afflicted, that's the Afflicted Souls uh, seek the aid of players. They need to be healed to full or dispelled before, before they cast Afflicted Cry. Oh, God, this one sucks because the healers just... It all gets dumped, it all gets dumped on the healer. Um that's really unfortunate. Uh, this affix, it's it's not as bad as incorporeal, but uh, it's it's still pretty bad, and it's it's really frustrating. Um, yeah, there's there's not much to say about this. This this week isn't. It's not a bad week. The trash is going to be a little sloggy because uh, the the third affix is raging. I don't think I said that. Uh, so it, yeah, it, it's 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 going to be a little chunky. Um, make sure that you spec into any sort of dispel that you might have, uh, rep paladins, um, shadow priests, uh, dru druids, random druid, whatever, whatever you are. I don't know. Uh, I guess, uh, boomkins could get a dispel. I'm trying to think. I haven't played my druid as a boomkin for years now. Um, yeah, turns out I was really bad at boomkin. Uh, yeah. So healers beware this is gonna be a rough week uh above a seven um if you're doing 20s i sure hope that you're with a group that respects you and and cares about your mental health so uh yeah there you go the pvp brawl for this week is south shore versus Terran mill ah the good old days this is so much fun because it's just it, it's literally just the, the back and forth between south shore and Terran mill just like on on vanilla when there were no battlegrounds we didn't know what the hell we were doing there was just i don't know just run over there attack ah the guards are coming run back and that's what we did because you know it's like going and throwing rocks at each other in the driveway because you didn't know what else to do when you were a kid um yeah so uh pvp brawl uh definitely go check that out uh the the brawls are a good time uh and you can get a quest for um uh some conquest and some marks of honor so that's pretty fun the turbulent timeways continues this is the fourth week so this week is mist of pandaria um i don't have the list of dungeons because i forgot to write them down but it doesn't really matter it's mist of pandaria those are all pretty easy they're all pretty basic i do know that shadow pan uh, monastery is one of them and, and that one sucks but uh but aside from that yeah it's it's a pretty fun week um i really enjoy the turbulent timeways i'm really hoping that that's a fixture of dot seven patches moving forward and that blizzard continues to offer the various avenues of ketchup so i i leveled up a uh a, a demon hunter that i i hadn't really messed with him since shadowlands and um yeah got him to 70 ran a ran some time walking ran some uh some dream surges and he's he's at like 402 
you know, it's, it's not bad. But yeah, the turbulent timeways is great. I really enjoy the uh, the, the kind of catch-up mechanism that they put in place. It's it's really fun. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, the Hallow's End uh, event started on Wednesday. So yeah, this is going to go till November 1st. And here's the thing. This, this is a new Headless Horseman encounter. So if you haven't checked this out yet, you definitely want to go. It's You can queue for it in the um, Random Dungeon Finder. And it's usually a pretty quick queue. So the Headless Horseman encounter has been changed. <clears throat> so instead of before where he, his head would fly off and you'd have to go fight the head while he wandered around headless and then the head would come back. And it, this is different. He now, he's got fire that he shoots out. Uh, he puts down, he puts a circle on everyone. And if the circles overlap or if you're overlapping onto someone else's circle, you get feared. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a fun encounter now. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, it takes a little bit more of a challenge and, um, yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. It, it definitely needed the update. Um, it was something that, uh, had, had been around in that same form for way too long. Uh, in addition to the encounter being updated, there are now four new curses that you can get that will enable hard mode. So each curse in and of itself will enable hard mode and then will increase your chances of getting good loot, i.e. the Headless Horseman mount. Uh, so to enable the hard mode for the Headless Horseman encounter, you must talk to the Wicker Men located just to the left when you zone into Scarlet Monastery. You can talk with each smaller Wicker Men um, to get one of the curses or the big ominous Wicker Man in the middle to get all four curses at once. Yeah, these curses are not joking around. Uh, and what they do is... They add an ability to the encounter that requires you to dodge an obstacle, move out of the way of something. It's just more things for you, more mechanics for you to follow. But it's personal, so it doesn't affect the group. So you're not going to screw over some group of randos by choosing hard mode. It's your hard mode. So they're all doing it easy mode. You're dancing around extra things on the ground, and you've got to kill a... Uh, a shadow of yourself before it gets it, what happens is each time the, you fail one of these mechanics you get a, a stacking debuff that stacking debuff reduces your health by 10 percent. if you get 10 stacks surprise your health is now zero and you die but the wicker men don't let you die what they do is they remove the curses from you and you can continue the fight as normal you just don't get the benefit of doing it on hard mode so it's actually a really clever way of handling that um, that component of the fight, making it harder, but then also not making it, um, oh, you failed and you don't get loot now because you died. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, if, if, you're, if you're farming for the mounts, it's the same thing like always. You have an increased chance on your first kill for the day, so make sure you run it every day. Running it on additional alts will not yield as profitable rewards um in other words your first character of the day on your entire account is going to have a higher chance of getting the drop than any of your subsequent characters for that day but as soon as the servers reset then you can try it again so just make sure you're writing it every day and if you don't get them out it sucks because i know a lot of people who want it and don't have it um yeah, I, I uh, was very fortunate. I got it back in, I don't know, Cataclysm or Mist of Pandaria. I'm not sure. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, 
there's still another reason to run this encounter, which is to get the Scarlet Key. So the Scarlet Key will drop, or has a chance to drop, from the Headless Horseman's Loot Pumpkin that you get after completing the encounter. If you get that, you travel to the Scarlet Monastery, the actual place, not where you are in the uh, queued version. You run up the stairs to go inside the building where the, the four doors um, lead to the instances, or well, it's actually two, do or two doors now because two of them are closed. Um, anyway, at the top of the stairs, there'll be a key. You click on the key and it'll give you a quest and the quest will consume the, the key that's in your bag. But you, if you click on the key again, you'll get a buff. And when you get the buff, you get to go inside to the old Scarlet Monastery. Yes, the vanilla original OG Scarlet Monastery. If that's something that you're looking for, um, there's definitely some transmog in there. There's some unique models in there for sure. An interesting uh, concept, which is create new and interesting ways for players to unlock the old, uh, the old dungeons. Uh, I, I, I think it's really cool. I think that the ability to go into the old Scarlet Monastery and knock out these four wings, um, I think it's really fun. And when you go into the library after you kill Arcanist Stone, there you'll be able to loot the key from the from the box, and the key is not soulbound. So what you could do is you could complete the quest, go in there, loot the key, and then take that key and sell it on the auction house, or give it to a friend, or whatever. Um, it's actually a really cool thing. So yeah, I, I, I really like this. And I hope that Blizzard continues to do this, uh, uh, unlocking old dungeons. Um, I, I was telling someone yesterday, man, I really hope that they do this with Sunken Temple. I'd love to see a, okay, congrats, you've unlocked Sunken Temple. Um, you know, it'll still take you an hour to get through to figure out how to do all the, the stones and the correct order to do all the things in. And yeah, uh, boy. I miss some of those old dungeons. Anyway, uh, yeah, so if you're interested in that, definitely want to check that out. Um, there is also a new Hallows End pack available in the store. So this is some mounts and some pets. So the mounts are the Iron Sky Reaver, the Warforged Nightmare, and the Reigns the Reigns of the Illidari Fel Felstalker. Wow, that's, that's a terrible name. I Blizzard, I hate that name. Change it. As well as uh, the pets Mischief and Nibbles. So definitely go check that out. If you already have some of those items purchased from the store, then it'll be discounted uh, based off of the items that you already have purchased. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so the, your price will, will vary. And I think that's it for retail. Uh, like I said before, there's still plenty of stuff to do. If you're trying to gear up an alt, you could do dream surges, you could do time rifts, you could do forac assaults, you could do researchers under fire, you could do... Uh, there's lots of things to do in-game that'll get you uh, adventurer-level gear, which is great because that... Or vet, I'm sorry, veteran-level gear, which is great because it will give you the ability to go up to 424 item level. Um which is awesome uh, for a brand new character. Um, you're definitely going to want to look at your um, your Flightstone income because if you're gearing up a brand new alt and you want to upgrade all of their gear, you're going to burn through your Flightstones really fast and uh, you currently don't have a way to transfer those to alts for some reason. Blizzard, get on it. But uh, yeah, so if you want to check those things out, uh, you definitely want to go. Dream Surges alone, you could get all of your pieces up to 402 easily. Um, 
minus your trinkets. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, time rifts, you can get trinkets. They're not the best trinkets, but they're they're good enough. Um, and then you know maybe you'll it'll give you some confidence. Maybe you want to go check out Mythic Plus on a new character. Maybe you check out uh, Raid Finder. Um, you know, give you something to do. Jump in um, and start preparing for patch ten point two. Uh, because the big news there is that, uh, yes, Blizzard did finally release the 10.2 release date, which is November 7th. Season 2 will start on November 14th, just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. As this is what everyone predicted, this is what everyone figured it was going to be, but it's good to have it official and know that it's coming. And, uh, yeah, 10.2, potentially the last patch of dragonflight so yeah we'll see i we, we can talk about that a little bit more later but um yeah i'm, I'm very excited about that so we'll talk about some more 10.2 uh ptr stuff uh, here coming up in a moment in other news we have wrath classic the world first and i'm using air quotes here world first lich king heroic kill went to the guild progress on the Gehenna's eu server it did happen 94 minutes after launch, so hey, good job, Arthas, for lasting 94 minutes. We're all proud of you. Uh, you, you did well, my boy, but uh, no king can rule forever, as, as has been said by some old man. Uh, in hardcore, this is a little bit more interesting. The world first, again, using air quotes, the world first Kel'Thuzad kill on hardcore completed by the guild frontier on Defias pillager north america now this is crazy they had six deaths on this fight which yeah that, okay that sucks for those people but they did it they killed kelthazad on hardcore which means they cleared the entirety of nax already there was no fifth horseman they just did it they they went through they cleared it they were all business it's done and and this is eight weeks into hardcore, so it's not like oh, it took them six months to gear up. This this was some serious business. Congratulations to Frontier on Defias Pillager, and to the six people that died. That sucks, but hey, you were at least part of something. It's immortalized now. All the Twitch streams are up there. All the YouTube videos are up there. So, congrats to everyone there. Let's talk about something new. On the patch 10.2 PTR, we've got some class changes that have been coming down. Um, it uh, looks like Vengeance Demon Hunters have been buffed. Mistweaver Monks have been buffed. There's been more Rogue changes. Um, a few more uh, Discipline Priest changes. Looks like um, they're hitting a little too hard uh, damage-wise right now. So, um, yeah, definitely if you want to look at the class changes, um, check them out. They're in the show notes. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, class changes are tough because you you get excited. Oh my gosh, this class is getting buffed. And then three weeks later, right before the actual patch comes out, uh, they, they, they change their mind. However, um, there was a release candidate build put up onto the uh, PTR server. So I don't know. This might be, we might just be looking at little tiny adjustments here and there going forward. Um, this might be, the final uh, final form of patch 10.2. So we'll see. Uh, definitely very excited about this patch coming out. I'm, I'm just, I can't wait. It's, I'm so jazzed. I've been playing on the PTR and 
every time I do something, I'm like, oh my, I can't wait to do that for real. So um, I think I'm going to stop playing on the PTR just so that I can enjoy it and experience it uh, for the first time now that uh, all the changes are, are pretty much locked in. Um, the Druid Moonkin form customizations are on the PTR and wow, they look amazing. I mean, you feathers, horns, beaks, eyebrows, whiskers, adornments, spell effects, all of these things that you can customize, different colors, different shades, different shapes. Um, it's so cool. You can set a random uh, appearance. Uh, there, there's even a glyph that scribes can make that will allow you to have a random appearance every time you go into Moonkin form. So it's really cool. Um, if if you like the Moonkin form at all, and you're you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is cool. I, I just want to have whatever the the generic one, or it's fine. Um, but if you want to try out all these new customizations, and there are a lot of them, definitely take a look at that when the patch launches because it's going to be really fun. So yeah, um, I, this is a long time coming. Blizzard could have done this many years ago. And I do hope that they give some more options for people who don't like moon confirm. Like, Hey, I like playing balance, but I don't want to be a big, big bird chicken. That's fine. I wish that they would do that right now. You still have the glyph of stars. So that's at least something, but um, yeah, if you like the moon conform, these customizations are awesome. So Definitely check that out uh, if you get an opportunity on the PTR or when the patch comes out on November 7th. The uh, This is an interesting change. I like this. The pre-made group finder now shows the applicant's specialization in the tooltip. Yeah. Because how many times have you been trying to put a group together for Mythic Plus and you're like, oh, cool, a druid. Uh, is it a feral or is it a balance? Well, guess what? You have no idea. <laughs> so uh, now it'll show. It'll show Feral. And if you pick a Feral Druid and they switch to balance, you can go, no, bro. We wanted a, a kitty cat. Pshaw, gone. Same thing with a, a Shaman or a Warrior or a Mage. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine you pick a Mage and it's an Arcade Mage and you're like, oh, man, just kill me now. Uh, yeah, so uh, definitely uh, a, a welcome change. I know there's add-ons that do this sort of thing, but it's always nice to see this sort of thing baked into the actual game client. Uh, other changes that... So this one's really cool. So there's a new buff that players can get on the Super Bloom World event, or I'm sorry, the Super Bloom Public event. Wink, Blizz. Uh, so on the Super Bloom public event, you can get the Lone Wolf's Courage. So this is a buff that will, if you're by yourself, so maybe there's other people there, maybe you're doing this by yourself, uh, primary stat increased by 150%, stamina increased by 60 and healing 1% health every 10 seconds. People have reported that this is stacking up to four times on the PTR right now. Think about that. Four times. That's 600% primary stat increase. That's 240% increase in stamina and healing 4% every 10 seconds. That's nuts. So Blizzard is definitely trying to encourage people to go out and do things by themselves if that's what they want to do. So, hey, I think that's amazing. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to do one of these events. alone. The Farrak Assault is a perfect example. I took my mage to the Farrak Assault. And I probably died six times trying to do it because I, and what I had to do was I had to find another group, a group of hordies that was actually running around and I followed them and just 
tagged on their kills because that was all I could do. Anytime I tried to kill something by myself, I got smoked and it sucked. So this is amazing. This is the type of change that I like seeing right now because Blizzard is acknowledging that there are different play styles, that people are not always going to have a big guild that they can go do stuff with or that all their buddies that they can group up with or that they're going to want to group up with random strangers that are there. I don't want to group up with those people. I just want to go do the event and then get out of there. So this is fantastic. I love it. Love to see these sorts of changes. I feel like this is the type of thing that's game changing in a lot of ways. I'd love to see this type of thing applied in other areas. Why not give you a, a, a buff based on the number of people in your group for doing LFR? Maybe you, you go do Raid Finder and you say, hey, I just want to do with my with my group. So you go in with five people because really Raid Finder is just for the story, right? You're not cutting edge content there. So you go in, you do the raid with four people and everybody gets a buff that makes them all super powered because it's still going to be a challenge, but you're basically just, they're handing it to you. So you got to go through and do the mechanics and you got to do the, the raid, but ultimately uh, they're, they're giving you an easy way to get through it. Why not give a buff that does that? Give a buff that, that heals everyone throughout the raid that um, increases your damage so that you can get through those fights quicker. Why not make it so that people can actually play the game in the way that they want? You don't necessarily want to go into Raid Fighter with 24 other morons and and try to knock this out. How many times have you done that and somebody can't do the mechanic or somebody can't... Um, somebody's mad because they don't like somebody's spec or because somebody didn't crowd control properly or whatever. You know what? I'm so over that. And I I just, I have no patience for it. So that's, I feel like that's a really positive thing. And I hope that it's something that Blizzard continues to iterate on in the future. Speaking of rating, the Amir Drasil, the Dream's Hope uh, overview and um, release schedule has been released. So uh, yeah, having been carefully nurtured within the Emerald Dream, Amir Drasil is preparing to bloom and cross into Azeroth, but the fate of the New World Tree cannot be secured until Azeroth champions come together to face Farak and his molten allies before he devours the heart of Amir Drasil and bathes the world in flame. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Amir Drasil. Uh, nine bosses. Difficulties, Raid Finder, Normal, Heroic, and Mythic. I don't feel like, I don't, why, why did they need to list that out? Level 70. Again, why, why, why do we need to explain this? This is known. Um, okay, here we go. Raid Finder, minimum item level 424. So if you are 424 and, uh, or above, you are good to go for the Raid Finder on week one of season one. Because that's right, Raid Finder unlocks on the day that everything else does. So, November 14th, we are going to get Raid Finder, Raid Finder Wing 1, which includes Nalrut, Igiria the Cruel, and Smolderon, as well as normal, heroic, and mythic difficulties. So we're getting all four difficulties launched on the same day, the same week. The very next week, on the 21st of November, which is here in the States, that's Thanksgiving week, we get Raid Finder Wing 2, which is Volocross and Laradar Keeper of the Flame. The next week... On November 28th, we get Raid Finder Wing 3, which is Council of Dreams and Nimue Weaver of the Cycle. And the final wing doesn't release until December 12th, which is two weeks later. And that's going to be Wing 4, which is Tindril Sage Swift, Seer of the Flames, and Farak the Blazing. So I think this is great. Um, I'm happy to see Blizzard 
releasing Raid, Raid Finder quicker because, like I said, people do want to go through and see the story even if they're not into raiding. So this is very exciting. This is something that I've wanted them to do for a long time, not this long, prolonged rollout of two months and of, oh man, it's, it's why, <laughs> why are we doing this? Uh, so yeah, this is good. Just, just knock it out. Um, and week one, uh, that's fantastic. Week one of season three is you're going to be able to go into the raid. So congratulations to all the people who are going to want to do that. And, uh, good luck to all the raiders out there who are going to be attempting this on, um, on the, the first week. Um, and even more good luck to the players who are going to be attempting this on the second week. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of guilds who are going to have to, uh, kind of truncate their raid week because of Thanksgiving. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that the top end guilds have plans, especially the ones that are United States based to bypass the, uh, or to try to get it done before the holiday. But if not, I'm sure they've already made schedules for, Hey, your Thanksgiving is raiding in WoW. So enjoy not having Turkey. Um, so yeah, that's it for the, uh, patch 10.2 news. It's time for the weekly rant. I wanted to talk about this, um, I was thinking about this the other day and, and I actually had a conversation with someone yesterday about this. And so there's something that I find very interesting in World of Warcraft, which is, uh, for lack of a better term, we'll call it power imbalance. So you have a lot of characters who are extraordinarily powerful. Um, take Malfurion Stormage, for example. Malfurion is a supremely powerful character. He can do so much. And so... Blizzard has been reduced to, or Blizzard has been forced to reduce him to essentially a bystander to the events that are going on. He has to go stop world-ending events, um, or he gets shuffled off to the Emerald Dream, or now he's shuffled off to Ardenweald. we got to find something to do with him, because I, I, I'd i be willing to bet that if it was Malfurion versus the Incarnates, he might be able to take a few of them out, so just by himself, I'm just saying. But... Um, yeah, the power imbalance in WoW is very strange. And I had this thought while I was playing my Evoker. Um, I, because the Evokers are kind of, I find, and this is just me, I do enjoy playing them, but I do find they're a little awkward in their movements. They're a little goofy. Um, and I know it's weird to say about a video game that looks cartoony, but Blizzard made them a little cartoony. Um, they definitely didn't make them serious. I mean, if you watch the cinematics with Emberthal and, and Sarkareth and, and, and all of this, it, it, there's there's a lot more seriousness there. But the, the Drakthir themselves and the Evokers, they're, they're kind of goofy. Let's be honest. They're, they're kind of clowny. Um, there's nothing intimidating about them. There's nothing oh, Naltharion made this army and it's a bunch of goofs. I don't know. It's it's But here's the thought that I had, which is if you had an army of super magical powered creatures, right? Because most of the armies in Azeroth are just soldiers. Yes, you have mages and yes, you have shaman and yes, you have all of these different. And we saw some of that in, in the battle for Azeroth, but your everyday line soldier is just 
a person with a sword or an axe and they're chonking away at somebody else with a sword or axe. Those are the bulk of the militaries in Azeroth. So what Naltharian did in creating an entire army of super magic-powered creatures, it's actually kind of impressive. Because as goofy as the Drakthir may be to us now, when he created that army and said, hey, here's these dragon-powered creatures that basically can... I mean, if, if that army exists as an army, it that they'll take over Azeroth easily. I mean, save intervention by someone like Malfurion or maybe like a Jaina um, or a Khadgar. Sure. Um, but even those, they're just, they're mortals. They're, they're, they're just uh, frail beings. Malfurion got hit in the back with an axe because they needed to take him out in Battle for Azeroth. And it did. It took him out. He got hit in the back with an axe. It's not like, oh, I'm so powerful, I can I can take an axe at. No, he couldn't. He's a, just a dude. So, um, yeah, I, I find it really interesting to see the power scaling because we've seen it time and again. You have to sideline Malfurion. You have to sideline Jaina. You have to sideline Khadgar. Khadgar where, where the heck is Khadgar? He's he's hiding with Calicos in, in the Azure Spansa. We're doing nothing. Come on, Caligos. Uh, come on, uh, Cadgar, get with it. Caligos is... Oh, don't even get me started on him. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very interesting. I, and I feel like in a lot of ways, the writers have kind of written themselves into a hole. Um, and and I, I saw this... Uh, I, I see this through the same lens that I used to watch the old Superman movies from the 70s. If you remember the Christopher Reeve, may um, he rest in peace... The Christopher Reeve Superman movies were, they were kind of corny and kind of, kind of weird. Um, but they started adding powers to Superman that were not part of the original comics, like the magical kiss that he gives Lois Lane that makes her forget that he's Superman. That was not in his power scope (laughs) at all. Magical powered kiss. That was not something he got from being the last son of Krypton. Um, uh, he at one point he takes the S off of his chest and he throws a giant cellophane S that traps Zod and the others uh, <laughs> in Superman Two, and it's like what what the heck is that? They just made that up on the fly because they needed him to be able to do something, and and that's you know it's a you're you're talking about a fictional character and writers can create any powers that they want. I mean, the original Superman didn't fly. He jumped. Um, so he jumped really high, but he still just jumped. So I, I get it. You know, you have to expand the power slowly over time. But getting back to World of Warcraft, so, somebody like Jaina, who you go, okay, so she can block um, a, a missile with a shield. Okay, that's cool. She's got this, this arcane-powered shield that she could... Oh, now she's got an arcane-powered battleship that she's flying in and blasting with... Okay, that's a little much, because as cool as that cinematic was, and I cheer every time I see it, it's ridiculous, because if she could do that, what? why have you been sitting on this thing all this time? Come on, let's go. Jaina, bring the magic ship, let's go. <laughs> I mean, come on, what are we doing? Maybe it uses all her mana to cast it, I don't know. But uh, regardless, the the power creep of WoW has, has definitely taken an interesting turn over the years. And, and I think Blizzard has struggled to really try to rein it in. Because, yeah, now we have this super-powered army of dragon, magic dragon people. And, um, yeah, 
it's a good thing that that the Drakthir are on our side because if not, then yeah, they would definitely take over Azeroth. So, um, yeah, there's um, there's definitely some some room for growth there. Um, you could you could reduce the the power of people or. Otherwise, you're going to, have to be forced to continue writing out characters like Malfurion, Jaina, and Khadgar, who are so powerful that they can change the tide of any battle. They can save the day on any story. It doesn't matter what's going on. They're going to be able... And, you know, even Thrall, in some aspects, uh, especially when he was the Earth Warder, I mean, he, he was pretty powerful, too. So, you know, I don't want to write out the, uh, the, the Horde side, but... Uh, there's definitely some heavy hitters on the Alliance side that, let's let's be honest here, um, the Horde side has more literal heavy hitters, uh, you know, like the, the Garrosh Hellscreams, uh, as it were. But, um, yeah, the magic users on the Alliance side, I mean, even Anduin, he did a freaking Maz Rez on the entire Alliance army at Lordaeron. Come on. You know, that's, that's pretty... Yeah, that's pretty rough. So, anyway, the point is... Um, I feel like Blizzard's going to... I would like them to be able to do something so that they don't have to sideline these characters. Give them something to do that's interesting. Um, bring their powers into check a little bit. Make them powerful, but not so powerful that you have to go hide them for three expansions because that's boring. I like these characters. I especially like Jaina. I wish we had more Jaina. But she's just so powerful, you can't have her out there. You just... You can't. Um, it's not fair. It's, it's really not fair. And Khadgar works really good as a... Uh, kind of like the, the surrogate father for for the for the player character, uh, he served that role really well in uh, Warlords of Draenor and in Legion. Um, but uh, yeah, now uh, he they've had to sideline him because he can't. I mean, he just oh the jailer, huh? Let me just blast this guy in the face. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, it's just a, a little rant. Um, it's definitely something that I would like to see Blizzard uh, address in the future uh, and stop having to sideline some of these really interesting characters. So, um, But I guess that remains to be seen. You know, what, uh, what does the future hold? What, what is, um, what is 11.0 going to be? Uh, what, what will the world look like? What will, the, what will Azeroth look like in whatever the new patch is? There's a lot of rumors going around, a lot of things swirling around that we're not really sure, but definitely interesting to see what blizzard comes up with and how they figure out how to air quote solve these characters that they are continually having to sideline so um like i said we're going to be talking about some uh 11.0 spoilers and some uh or speculation i should say because really there's no spoilers yet because we don't actually know anything it's all, all data mined and um speculation from what we've seen in the game but uh I've got some guests lined up for next week's show, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, that's our show for today. Uh, thank you so very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, as I've said before, I'm really putting a lot of time and effort into this, and I am sorry for uh, uh, releasing the episode so late in the week. I know Friday is not really the ideal day to release a uh, World of Warcraft podcast, uh, middle of the middle of the week, uh, as it were for uh, the wow week. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, COVID sucks. Uh, and it's definitely real out there folks. So, um, yeah, if you, uh, if you're feeling a little sick, put on a mask, please. I, I would appreciate it. Um, that being said, uh, thank you as always. And, um, hope that 
you're enjoying the show. If you have any questions or comments or anything that you want to say, if you want to just complain and say, hey, your show sucks, you should stop, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you. Um, I, I'd love to to have some some discourse, have some debate about some of the different things that, that I've talked about on the show um, and hear maybe what you want to talk about on the show. Maybe you've got a question that you want me to answer. Maybe you've got a something you want me to rant about um, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. So, uh, definitely drop me a line. Uh, if you're looking for me, um, uh, you can occasionally check me streaming on Twitch. That's uh, Denethar01. Or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is also at Denethar01. Uh, there's no content on there currently because it's just, uh, podcast, uh, videos. But, um, uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm definitely looking at some, some video content. It, it takes a lot of time. Uh, and there's a steep learning curve that I wasn't ready for with video editing. So uh, I'm working on some stuff, but uh, it'll it'll be down the pipe. So anyway, thank you as always. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in Anorak.